fuck the government, specifically fuck Mitch McConnell, fuck the Republicans, fuck the Democrats, because they don't do shit either, all right? Like, no, nah, no, nah, they out there reading poetry. What are you talking about? Yo, what's good, your boy, Southbridge 706. This is KTSCF Live, episode 110, if I am counting correctly. Actually, it might be 111. It's 111. All right, episode 111. Shout out to Tribbles. Uh, we have our illustrious host, uh, Marcus Nichols. Wolf Gray Trey. Bro, you need a new name. Like, what do we call you? I get confused every week we get on the podcast. I've been this week. This is like the second straight week. All right, so Wolf Gray, Wolf Gray Trey. Bit of a tongue twister. And a special returning guest host. Special guest. Um, uh, shit, I'm tripping. Howard's Finest. DJ. Uh, entrepreneur. Proud, strong black woman. Yes. The most black known is <laughs> hashtag black women tech is triples. <laughs> What's good, y'all? What's up? I am I am happy to be here. I always love to come back and do my thing. So super excited to have the goat back. Goat behavior only. Oh yeah. Yes, definitely super excited to have you back on. You know how we do how we get down, and I'm having a no, actually, I'm having a. Well, actually, I'll save it. Should I tell the story I told you earlier yet, or what's up? So, I'm at the gas station, right? Um, you know, just trying to do my thing, trying to live life um, like a player should. And this black man, he came up to me. Now, granted, I'm out here working Uber, working a regular job, working at Best Buy. Like, I'm out here really hustling. And this black man, he had like three kids with him. He's like, hey, man, you know, times is tough you know i'm in a bad situation man. i just need a place to stay for the night you know can you spare me some money so i gave this dude my last six dollars normally like i had additional money in my account but i'm talking about like the last money in my account so i give him the six dollars you know thinking you know hey man if i was in that situation i want somebody to help me out i go do my ride and i get another ride to come back to this quick trip I pick the customer up, hit the loop, and I see the same nigga in a 2022 Mercedes with the LED Mercedes lights on it. So it's not a cheap Mercedes. It's probably like on some AMG shit. And he tried to cut me off. Like uh, here we had like the Backstreet Boys come to uh, the local pavilion. Uh, So it was like really busy. He tried to cut me off. I'm not going to lie. I tried to, I tried my best to clip him, but I didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like God blessed him that night, but I was furious. Like I was like, dog, I'm over here working two jobs. I'm driving this, this very basic car, you know, fighting for my life, trying to help out a fellow black brethren. And this Negro beat me out of my $6. I was just so, I mean, I know we're supposed to just say, hey, here you go, God bless. You know, whatever you do with it, whether you smoke crack or, I mean, obviously this nigga look like he doesn't miss too many meals. I mean, just to be honest with you, he's wearing a tight ass starter jersey. Uh, He was ball headed. He was a ball headed fuck like Lowski. You know, but I, I just, I felt so offended that this Negro would do this to me. Like, it's just a damn shame, man. I wish I could have stuffed a meat mountain in his sandwich, in his face. I mean, no pun intended. Can we get a meat mountain update from uh, Meat Mountain Marcus? If, if you didn't listen last week, right now? Uh, Marcus lost a bet to to Rev that the uh, Celt- what was it? The Heat and the Celtics 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, it took two, two to three very long, hard days to get that meat mountain out of my system. Like there wasn't enough vegetable smoothies or fasting or water to make that move faster. And the fact that I only ate half of that sandwich and it took that long for me to start to stop fighting for my life on the toilet two to three times a day was it's like, how do people, how is it, how is that sandwich legal? Like, honestly, that is a death sentence. I only ate half of it. If I'd ate the whole thing, I would have died on camera. No lie. I would have died. Yes. Um, and speaking of death, uh, <laughs> white men are at it again as they have brought death to Roe v. Wade. Come on. <laughs> what, what a fucking segue, okay? What a fucking segue. We out here. We're on our game hey, today. Hey, pivot so, push. Strong. Let's go. If you guys have been sleeping under a rock, and it's very low-key disturbing in America, there's some people I discovered this week that do not know where Roe v. Wade is, but you know, we're an educational podcast. We're here to educate the babies. So uh, Roe v. Wade is via Reuters.com. Um, was a landmark ruling recognizing women's constitutional rights to abortion and decision uh, condemned by President Joe Biden that will dramatically change life for millions of women in America and exacerbate the growing tension in a deeply polarized country. So again, we're not going to get deep into the minutia of this, but I guess the biggest thing for us that we discuss is like, as a country, as a nation, what do we gain from this? I am still trying to rack my brain as we have a baby formula shortage, right? We can't even get the baby's food, but we're forcing women, potentially women that have been sexually assaulted, raped, or maybe fighting for their lives if they go through with a pregnancy to keep this child that America is not going to give you no paternity leave for. They're not going to pay you for it. You're not going to be able to feed this baby, but you got to have this baby because a bunch of crazy, uh, conservatives want you to for some strange reason very confused but we do have women on the podcast we'd love to get your perspective as i do not have a uterus and i personally should not be speaking on this just like these old white men should be speaking on this or ruling on this so i would love to get your opinions it's stupid um it's dumb as fuck you can be like, I mean, part conspiracy theorists, right? Like population control, they want to continue because we know we, we go do our research, like not just going to Facebook or clicking a link on Twitter, but we actually go research the numbers. And you find out that white women are actually having abortions way more than everybody else, which means their babies are the ones that are not making it here, you know? Um, and we've seen those reports of how like everyone's going to look like a biracial child by like 2067 or whatever that random year was, right? So it's like, we, we clearly see you're you're feeling the heat, but like you just said, what the fuck do you get out of it, right? Like you're not increasing anything in these social programs. Who wants to be adopted? Like I tell, like adoption is not a dream story either. You know what I'm saying? Like I I just it's it's frustrating because you tell us, hey, guns don't uh people people kill people. The guns don't kill people. You know what I'm saying? Like on some shit where like we can't do anything about guns. It's the people. But now, all of a sudden, hey, we can control your uterus. Like we can control what happens to women. Women, and it's like, hey, they already they're already prepping game. Like Clarence Thomas told told, told like basically, 
what the follow-up is. Like, then they're going to go get contraceptives. Because, like, right now it's like, hey, you can't get an abortion, but you have plan B and the alternative. I always like to say this part, the alternative, which I do not know the name of plan B for women that are, like, 165 pounds and over because plan B does not work for women. over. It's either 155 or 165. But we have all these contraceptives. Men still have condoms and things like that. But they're coming for that, too. They're coming for gay marriage. They're coming for everything to basically take us back but my whole question is like what do they gain like the 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 players the the top people not the politicians that are clearly being bought but these corporations and these special interest groups that are buying in like okay you got a whole bunch of white babies but we getting fucking wiped out by climate change you know what I'm saying? Like climate change is a real thing. Like, okay, yes, you are allowing these babies to be brought into the society. Can they make it out of kindergarten? Like without being gunned down? Like, it's just so many other things that we need to work on. If we're so pro-life, like once this baby's here, like once the baby is here, the heart's beating, we pull it out, pull it out the mother's um, womb, they're fucked. They're fucked. Because nothing else, nothing else, we're taking like zero time in my opinion to fix all the other bullshit that they're going to have to come face so fuck the government um, specifically fuck Mitch McConnell fuck the Republicans fuck the Democrats because they don't do shit either right like, no nah, no nah, they out there reading poetry what are you talking about nigga, niggas told us hey women millions and millions and millions hundreds of millions of women that woke up like 24 hours with no rights to their bodies right hey uh, you can go demonstrate and protest, but be peaceful. Like, nigga, I don't have rights. Like, as a white man telling, like, as a white man telling me that shit, that shit pissed me the fuck off. So it's just like it's frustrating. And I think the crazy thing is, a lot of women, like, not saying a lot of women do not understand the severity of what happened, but I don't really think a lot of us has sat in it to really feel what we truly should feel and move how we should move. Like niggas is upset, but I really think once people really, really sit in it and as we see state after state implement laws, like people are going to be upset. What we really need is men, black men included. Like we need men to be out there fighting for us too, because guess what? Cause, cause, cause my thing is, all right, if we have it where, these abortion rights are going to stay then. And they're like, hey, we're not going to listen to women on this issue. I'm about to fight for you niggas to get child support. As soon as I find out I'm pregnant, I can't get rid of it. This need to be coming out of his check. You know what I'm saying? He need, he need to be able to put this, this uh, clump of sales on his insurance. And that shit need to come out of his check so I can go get, make sure that I'm going to be able to even deliver my baby. Because God knows black women can't have babies without 90% chance of fucking dying. Unless we have somebody in there fighting for us or unless they look like us. So it's like, it's it's frustrating, and I and I I sum sum it all up to say, fuck the government, fuck the fifty three percent of white women that voted for Trump in twenty sixteen, fuck the people that said, hey, the lesser, uh, it's it's the same fucking person. Because let me tell you something, Amy Amy Cohen Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, the motherfuckers are not sitting in the in the uh, Supreme Court if Hillary Clinton is the president. That is not me endorsing Hillary Hillary Clinton, but that is me saying I paid attention and I understood some fucking shit. And, and at some point you have to listen. Like you don't know everything. And it's some people, and I do have a degree in this. So if we do want to um, have like a full out debate, please follow me on Twitter at Tribbles. I will take my time out and use my degree for the first time in decades. Um, but, <laughs> um, 
but you have people who went to school who do this for like they do this for a living. Yeah, you got like, yes, Democrats lie. Yes, Republicans lie. But it's a lot of people that use their platforms on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok that are telling you the truth. They're not being bought. They're telling you the truth. This shit can and most likely will happen based on all this history that I have that I wouldn't done this work and did. So to, to everyone that does not know politics and you are affected, please, I, I can I can go online. I'll probably list some later after this of some reputable people that you can follow and get the knowledge because you were warned. This shit is the, it's some people like myself that I'm sad and I'm frustrated, but I saw this shit coming a mile away because I said it. But because a lot of people, they don't trust things they can't immediately see. We slow walked ourselves into this and it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. So women are taking the brunt this week, this month. Best believe gay marriage is next. Contraceptives is uh, next. With Clarence Thomas sitting as strong as it, as it is, you, you may still be able to marry a white man or woman if you choose. So, yeah. so I'm definitely not a woman. I normally keep my nose out of women's business. But what I will say, I had a conversation last night with um, with with my lady. Uh, shout out to you for always listening, uh, lady. And she made me aware. And see, these are the types of conversations that us as men need to have sometimes with our women to kind of understand some of the things that they go through, some of the decisions that go on in their life. And she made me aware that not all abortion cases are done because they're trying to get rid of a baby. Sometimes the fetus isn't strong enough uh, to support a baby. Sometimes uh, having a child could indeed take your own life. And sometimes that important decision has to be made. It's not always about, because I think it's a negative stigmatism with abortions to where people think that, oh, this, excuse me for saying it, this slut or whoever, this harlot, as they say, uh, is going around screwing everybody. She doesn't know the, the baby's father, blah, blah, blah. So she wants to have an abortion. Or They definitely always seem to put it on us being melanated people, being Black people. Um, but like I said, that's not always the case. Sometimes you have to do it for medical reasons. Um, the one thing I will say, um, I seen this come across the timeline yesterday. So this is from my governor, Roy Cooper. Um, said for 50 gang, years, gang. yeah, definitely. You, you already know what's up. He said for 50 years, women have relied on their constitutional right to make their own medical decisions. But today that right has been tragically uh, ripped away. That means it is now up to the states to determine whether women can get reproductive health care. And in North Carolina, they still can. So in case people didn't know, because I do know a lot of people they may not like they might think that all states it's going to be illegal now, which it won't. It's just going to be up to your state government. Uh, luckily, we live in a blue state. Uh, I don't know if it's a blue state. I'm sorry. But we do have a blue governor and he has made the executive decision to uh, not try to enforce any penalties. And the penalties when I was reading it, like I don't know if it was either Missouri or Texas, but they said, if a doctor is found after, I believe it was like July 26th or something like that, it's like 30 days. If they perform this $100,000 fine, life imprisonment, that's really ridiculous when we think about it. Like, I, I don't know what the, what the big long-term high-end, like why the decision is being made to do this. 
But I mean, shout out to companies like Bix, shout out to governors. Damn, I I mean, you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Not dick like in my pants. I'm talking about the company sporting goods. Um, so shout out to them. They actually said they're offering, I believe, forty five hundred dollars reimbursement if a woman has to travel outside of her local area to have this procedure done. Uh, that is a major move. And that's the type of stuff that we need to see uh, during these times. Like, hey, they're going to stick by their employees because they understand that, hey, this may not have been a mistake. This may be a life or death situation. So I just wanted to give a shout out to some of them. Um, we as black people, we as people of color, uh, highly melanated kings and queens, we do need to do a better job of doing our research when it comes to voting, um, just top to bottom from your local councilman to your state government, to the president and stuff like that. Not just every four years, every opportunity you get. So then you can make sure that you get the people out of office that don't agree with what you agree in. And the other thing that I would challenge people to do, because once again, I had a real conversation with somebody and I basically told them when I was coming up. So this was like 2004. I took American government. Um, I was going to church every weekend. I thought about it and I was like, dang, you know, well, I know I'm black. I'm supposed to be a Democrat, but church kind of makes me align with this way being a Republican. The one thing that I challenge people to do is whether you're Democratic or Republican, always have an open mind to the things that are going on around you and make the appropriate choice uh, based off your own situation. So it doesn't matter whether it's red or blue, make the best decision for you. Don't forget to vote down the ballot. And I am Wolf Gray Trey and I'm passing the mic. I, I really want to like come in on the business part because I've been seeing a lot of like companies say, hey, we're going to cover and reimburse and all that. Cool. I'm with the shit. I love it. But let's follow the money. Like this is, it goes into that re your research suggestion to a lot of people. Like let's follow the money because a lot of these corporations are funding these, uh, these, these senators that are in support of this abortion bill. I mean, this, this over the, this uh, ruling being overturned. So like a lot of this shit is just to look good for the moment. But in real life, you give me your, your employee 25, 3,500 bucks, but you giving this senator that's fucking, you know, fucking this whole decimating this whole area up millions and millions of dollars so just some of these companies for sure i have not done my research so i can't really say if, if dix is one or not but so, let's hold a little bit of the applause i think that's my my warning like my warning like let's go follow the money first yeah uh obviously i don't think that uh men should be determining what women should do with their bodies because as we've been saying it's their bodies uh as far as pregnancies i agree with, with what everybody is saying you know there's medical issues. Every abortion isn't, oh, I made a mistake. You know, oh, I just got pregnant on oh, accident. I was irresponsible. I want to get an abortion. Sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes there's unplanned pregnancies, uh, birth controls, vasectomies, all that stuff. They're not 100% effective. Like there's still that night, there's still that 0.1% chance of something. Am I, can y'all hear me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. My fault. I couldn't see if I couldn't see anybody else. Uh, there's like a, you know, that 0.1% where they cover their tracks or whatever. Um, and if someone happens to get pregnant, um, the the uh, egg could uh, be attached on the outside of the fallopian tube. Me and my wife were talking about it today where that can happen. And if something like that happens, the best uh, protection for the woman is to get an abortion. Like there's no other way to do because the, the baby can't survive outside of that 
So you have to, there, there are certain things that happen where unless you want the woman and the baby to both die, you have to get, you have to have an abortion. Like it is what it is at that point. So I don't think I, and I, I asked a lot of women about this on Twitter. I talked to you know my wife about this as far as like, hey, what do you guys think? And a lot of them are saying the same things. Like this is, there's a lot of medical issues. It's a human rights issues. If they, if they can undo this, then what else are they going to undo? So when it comes to um, women having rights about that, it should be, they should be able to make that decision on if they want to have a baby or not. It should be up to them and only them, even if they have a partner, even if they're married, because I don't, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast, but when my wife was pregnant with our first child, right, we did all this preparation. You know, we had the car seat installed, diaper bags, clothes, snacks, food, whatever. We had all that stuff ready, had it in the car. Uh, water breaks. We, we think we're ready. We go to the hospital. We're, we're thinking we got everything, but for, we, we there was something that we forgot, right? We forgot one thing. I had to go back home and get it. So I go, I go back to the house. I grab the one thing. And in that moment, I don't know if I was having like a panic attack or what was happening, but I was just, I was feeling something. I was feeling like an intense amount of like nervousness and I, I was just having an issue. So I was like, I need to, I need to calm down. I need to do something to kind of calm myself down. So I went to Zaxby's and I got me something to eat. Right. And I'm just sitting in the parking lot of a Zaxby's while my wife is in labor. And I sat there for like an hour. And I'm just sitting there eating this Zaxby's, like having in a like uh, an in, internal crisis where I'm just like, if I go when I go back to this, and there, there wasn't a if it was when I go back to this hospital, I'm no longer going to be the same person that I am right now. Again, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be responsible for this this child for the rest of their lives. This is like. This is going to be the most important day of my life, right? Now imagine if I talked my wife into having a baby and she didn't want to do that. I could have just left. I could have just disappeared and been gone and never came back. And my wife would have been stuck with a baby that she eh, maybe did want, but not really, but kind of got talked into. And so that's where I come from when I'm just like, it doesn't matter if you're married or with a spouse or whatever, if you're carrying, if you're the one that's going to get pregnant or the one that is pregnant, it should be up to you on if you want to have it, regardless of your situation. That was actually did not hit. I'm not going to lie. It did not hit the way I wanted it to. Normally it does, but that day it didn't. Hey, hold on. I know this is a serious conversation, but you see how Marcus had an existential crisis. First thing he did was put meat in his mouth. Very on brand. Meaty Marcus in the building. <laughs> Because we know the type of nigga you are. Um, so back to uh, what Tribbles was saying, uh, according to the Washington Post, um, it says that black women seek abortions at higher rates, partly because of lower contraceptive access and partly because their pregnancy is more likely to have dangerous complications. Because they disappointingly live in states that will ban abortions, they'll be more likely to suffer illness and mortality without the rights to a full range of reproductive health care. And that that's that's kind of how it is in these uh, in these times where wow, yeah, like hookup sex is like, and that's the other thing. I'm like, men, the the little the, the you complain now, like, hey, I ain't getting none. I gotta spend this. I gotta do that. Like, imagine now, I can't get rid of this. I can't get rid of this little nigga like now. Like, I'm in North Carolina, so yeah, but like the other in, in these other states that just got you know banned in like an hour after that shit got overturned, like you're not getting no pussy. <laughs> 
That's a I mean, so you so you might as well take to the streets. Like if you're not if you're not married, you may want to go ahead and get married and get one because hookup culture like. I'm not going to say it's going to be decimated. I'm not going to say that teen pregnancy won't stop. Like, it, I'm just saying it's still going to take a decrease. Like, this is not the same set of women that these old ass niggas that made this made this decision think they dealing with. Like, we a different breed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just going to be it's going to be different. It's it's not going to be how they anticipated. However, we still like I said, people are still going to have babies. People still going to be swiping left and right, but. It's just gonna it's gonna be nasty. It's just gonna be nasty. And like Chan, just think about reproductive abuse. Like men are gonna rape rape like raping women, stealthing women, like it's gonna be nasty. And it's all, you know, again, fuck the 53% of the white women that decided Hillary Clinton, a woman that looked like them. Your mirror, they couldn't fuck with that. So I mean, it's just like we went from being able to have the option of paying four to six hundred dollars for an abortion to now niggas gotta explain to their wives why they on child support paying for a baby she didn't get birth to like damn is that like or why, that- or why this woman or why are you involved with this woman that got killed in this back alley getting this abortion with a coat hanger exactly. like it's, i mean because so- people are still gonna it's they're still going to try it's just gonna literally just take motherfuckers out we we gonna I, I saw a joke on like Facebook. It was like we gonna see abortions by Mia on Instagram at some point. Like it's, it's gonna still happen. It's just at this point we don't have guaranteed safe methods. Like that's the key point of it. It's like abortions were like if some women to the well before this this uh, was overturned, like they probably was in that back alley getting abortions because they ain't want no paper trail or whatever the case may be. So, however, that's just going to increase. Like that, that avenue is going to increase more so than having a safe one. So, uh, to kind of wrap up the Roe v. Wade talk, if you want to get some more information on it, uh, there's a podcast on Slate called Slow Burn that was actually they have a Roe v. Wade uh, series out right now. They actually had it like planned before this was announced. And when you talk about like people having safe abortions or whatever, um, Back in the days when people had to do like abortions on the low, um, like essentially women would like stand on the side of a, a sidewalk and somebody would pick them up in a van, put a bag over their head and drive, drive them to like a hotel room. You wouldn't even know who the doctor was performing the abortion on you. Like that's how like cloak and dagger had to be back then uh, when abortions were like were like they're kind of like they, they're reverted how they are now. So part of the story was like a lady was getting an abortion and her husband was next to her and the doctor essentially extorted them midway through the surgery. Like, hey, you know, I'm risking a lot trying to do this procedure. You know, I might need a little bit more money. It's like, yo, this is mid procedure in this hotel room, unsterilized. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's real nasty work out here. Real nasty work. Um, really quick, I also wanted to plug from a political from a political side because I know a lot of people are pointing fingers and saying who you know who they're upset with or whatever. Um, check out it's called Supreme Revenge on YouTube. It's under the Frontline PBS channel. It's a really really good documentary. It's about an hour long that it kind of walks you through how the last four I think it's like the last four four or five Supreme court justices were picked in like all the controversy surrounding all of them. And you'll be able to get a full effect and why I scream fuck Mitch McConnell so much. So 
that um, I just want to plug that in for people that are looking to research and get a little bit more information. Yeah, this is pretty nasty. Like, you got you to gotta be involved. Even as men, we have to step in and speak up for, for women on this issue. Like, I, I, I saw that uh, Rev posted something on her Instagram. I'll try to get that out and post it on the uh, on the Twitter or whatever. But there, there, there are ways as men that we can kind of step in and, and, and stand up and say something. Like, we just can't just stand by and just let this happen. This is ridiculous. And I kind of, I guess to kind of leave it on a lighter note, as those were some some dark times, I will read some very funny tweets as we uh, transition out of the Roe v. Wade conversation. Um, <clears throat> this lady on Twitter named Unique Williams at Unique Bless tweeted, uh, please don't ask me, quote, whose pussy is this LMFAO? I'm going to say Congress. <laughs> Fuck the whole movie. <laughs> 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 It's true. I mean, it don't. Apparently, women don't have autonomy over their own, you know, body. So, I found that kind of funny in these uh, trying times in America. So, but moving on. So we have triples on, and I really didn't get to see her, her kind of takes on some of the music that's come out here soon. And I'm sure that you saw that. You know, Drake made his quote surprise drop, and there was a lot of discourse on Twitter, and uh, apparently everybody is a house aficionado now. Oh, uh, man, man, and man. It, and it seems to me that like Drake had to get the batteries back because like immediately after dropping the album, he's like, "Oh, you know, if you guys don't like it, you know, you don't understand it," and you know, you have all these celebrities and people tweeting out like, "Oh, this album's great." Some dude from Canada that I need to block tweeted out, this might be the top five album of all time. Like, not just rap album, but, like, <laughs> album of all time. Better than Thriller, better than, uh, I don't know. The, the Eagles Hotel Yellow California. Submarine, bro. That's a lot I mean, of albums. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so, exciting. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, this is, it's kind of strange. And I didn't do this last week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do the thing where we gotta do the thing where we juxtapose Kendrick and uh, Drake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, of course you got to. I, you know, and I was I was gonna throw that in there just because why not? And, right. and just the way they've handled this, because like a lot of people had issues with Kendrick's album, not issues, but they had a lot of commentary regarding like the presence of Kodak Black and some of the content. You oh know. yeah, that was nasty. I was one of the, I, I I agree with that, that on that group. That was kind of nasty work. But I get why he did it, but it was like it was so many other people you could have did that. Like slid that in there because I'm like Kodak has Kodak really come <sighs> around to say like he's the because like because like the thing well I don't want to say the whole theme of the album but Kodak's presence is there is like hey I'm a black man. I've been going through some shit. I've done some fucked up shit to some people, but I'm back. I'm better. I'm here. I'm a father for my kids. You know, I've done the work, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, has Kodak really done the work? Like, Kodak is still saying a lot of problematic shit. Like, he, I mean, I'm not going to say a lot of problematic shit, but he's still, every time he's in the headlines, it's not as, it, it's not what I would want to be known for. Or, you know, it, it, not I don't know. you'd want to be associated with. Right. And I, and I feel like, I mean, I can't really think in real time. I should have had thought about this because I've had this take from the, from the beginning. But it's like, it's I feel like it's somebody else or it's another artist that you can plug in that, that slot and it makes sense. Like, you can see, hey, they really did some fucked up shit. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this person, because this is the first artist I think of, I don't 
sonically, I don't think it would have worked. But like Chris Brown, right? Like Chris Brown did a lot of fucked up shit. But as of recent, Chris Brown has been kind of quiet. The shit that he be known for is really about his music. Like it's just really kind of low key in Chris Brown's world. Like if it's not about his kids or his music, we don't really hear shit about him at this point. But you go back in the day, the Rihanna situation, the Karuji trans situation, like. It's a, you, you have something to kind of demonstrate what he was trying to do sonically, which was kind of talk about like the faults and the champions and removing pressure, the pressures from the black man and things, all that. So I, I get it, but Kodak just wasn't the, the person I feel like should have been beside Kendrick in that, so, in that moment. So going back to the how Drake has handled his rollout or his album release versus Kendrick, it, it takes me back to a verse on uh, N95 where at the, the last bar of the song, Kendrick says, oh, you're worried about a critic. That ain't protocol, quote unquote, bitch. So it, it's interesting because like Drake immediately was like, oh, no, like just trying to cape for himself and try to give all these explanations. Kendrick dropped this shit and was like, I, I really do not care. I'm literally not in the country. Like, <laughs> I don't care what y'all think. And then also, too, the interesting thing is the Aubrey's Angels went crazy on the Kendrick album saying that we had to wait five years for this. And, oh, Kendrick only did these numbers, which, again, I'm not a big component of worrying about first week numbers because I think that's just like a, you know, industry that's thing. Metric, like, yeah. numbers numbers are finicky. I, numbers don't matter. To me, numbers should not affect your ears. As a, as a, as a consumer, if you're in the music business, for sure, that'll tell you if you need to waste your time or not. Yeah. But I feel like as a consumer of music, like, Fuck the numbers. Yeah, numbers is kind of like the the rings argument on Twitter for athletes and stuff like that. Like when it when it benefits you, then you use it. But when it doesn't, you're like, eh, whatever. Um, but people just assumed, kind of like Omarion did in versus. We'll get to that <laughs> later. That yo, I'm him. I'm Drake. I can just show up. I'm going to put up massive Drake numbers, which I probably would have thought the same thing. However. The first week numbers came out for Drake. He he is number one on Apple Podcasts or, or Apple Music or whatever, and you know number one album release or whatever. But the numbers weren't really Draking like they usually do, and the numbers were well under what Kendrick put out. And Kendrick has not been very active in about five years, <laughs> so it, it it begs the question of. It, was this just like kind of an expectation management thing? Because again, the Aubrey's Angels on Twitter was like, oh yeah, you know, Drake's dropping on Kendrick's birthday. And I kind of fell into that too. I'm like, all right, bet Drake's about to give us some bars. And like immediately, yeah, bar one, this man is deep into the simp. And I'm like, bro, really? Like, damn, dog, like you put out CLB and then you come out with this. And again, I'm not saying it's bad music. I'm just saying the expectation was a little bit. I, I feel like we were we were played. Before we, before we move on into the music part, I, I want to go back to the numbers situation as far as like first week and uh, whatever. Uh, my my favorite, one of my favorite albums of all time is "808 and Heartbreak" by Kanye West. Right? Period. So, if I was to name some of the things that I like about it, I like the production. I like the strings on it. I like the emotion and the lyrics. Uh, I like the sequencing of the album. I like that it kind of puts you in that place mentally where he was at. Now, I could talk, like, obviously, I'm a huge Kanye West fan, and I could talk about Kanye albums 
for a long time. But you know, if you yeah, if you were to ask me, uh, what did Ada Waste and Heartbreak do first week? I have zero clue. I cannot tell you. I like I don't know why people. And maybe it's social media, but I don't know when first week numbers became so important. Because if I would ask anybody on this podcast, anybody in the chat, hey, what's your favorite album? Now, name me all the things that you love about this album. How far would you have to go before you get to, oh, it went platinum in three months? Oh, it did this many streams first week. It did this many, uh, you know, billions in five years. Like, I can't, I have no, like, I didn't know Rick Ross didn't have a platinum album because I don't care about the numbers and wait what Rick Ross doesn't have a platinum album. Is that true? Yeah. Ever? No, not one. He doesn't have any. It, it, but, but, but like if you now, were, now, okay. look it up. Look, I, I no, I'm about to look it up right now. I looked it up, but see, like it's, if I was to, if I was to tell you, if I was to tell you, like tell me all the things that you love about Rick Ross as an album or as an artist. How far would we have to get to before you're like, oh, when he he sold. 200,000 first week, or he has so and so many plaques on his wall. Like, no one cares about that. Well, Twitter cares about it, but in reality, we don't care about that stuff. We don't care about what the numbers are. So, I just don't like the, the numbers conversation is it is getting annoying on, especially on Twitter. Like, I, I just yeah. don't get it. Maybe it, only, it only matters in stand coach. Like, if you're on, if you're in stand Twitter, like, I get it because that's that's how you get your, get your shits and giggles, but like. If you listen to music, is either to me, you either good or it's bad. I don't give a damn how many people streamed it. I don't care. Like I don't care if I heard it. You gave me your CD at the gas station. I put it in there and I fuck with the song. Like I don't care. I'm gonna go up for anything I like. So platinum, bronze, aluminum foil. Just it's got to sound good to me. It's, I, I just gotta feel it. But the Drake shit. So it was funny because like. I was um, in the tw- I was in the midnight group. This random night, I decided to stay up, but I'm in this midnight group listening to it, and I'm like, "This shit is ass." Like two packs of fucking ass. Like yeah, two packs, two pack. two pack of ass. And then Beyonce drops "Break My Soul," and I'm like, "Oh, this shit is phenomenal." And I, and so I start seeing the tweets, right? Because the, the Aubrey the Aubrey Angels was capping for be caping from like 12:01. To infinity, right? And so they're like, "Oh, you guys are fake. You said Drake shit was whack, but y'all listen to Beyonce." And so I felt, I felt like I took that to the chest. I was like, "Damn, did I?" I was like, "I kind of did that." Let me go back. Let me let me give Drake a fair shot. I'm I'm I get I guess we in a cocaine summer. Let me get to the house vibes. Like, let me be on it, right? And I play it again, and I'm here to tell you, it's still two packs of ass, right? And, and the only reason why I say that is just production-wise, I appreciate it. So I'll say that much. Like going back into it with the clear heart, not with, with not like any trying to have any bias on it. I definitely felt like production was good. Like, is it qua- air quote quality house? And whatever. That's that's for you to decide. I like the production on my second listen. I think where I, I stand that it's like two packs of ass. It's like. Every single song on the album, I did not need Drake. Like, it was not one song where I listened, I was like, damn, like, Drake, you fucked that shit. It was like, ugh. Like, even the rap song you put at the end, I was like, that should have been just a 21 Savage song. Like, damn, that's crazy. 
I don't know. I just felt, I just feel like, because, because that's like immediately once I left out of the Drake album the second time, I'm like, okay, well, why do I, why am I constantly on this loop with Beyonce? Like, is it because you bought two of those boxes? So you're trying to force yourself to like it. And it's like, no, lyrically, the lyrical content of Break My Soul applies in some ways within my life. Things that uplift me to keep me going. When I go listen to the lyrical content, it, it's literally the same shit we get from Drake every album over a different style of production. And it's like, I need you to go there. Like Drake teases us like he can go there and he just never goes there because I can just announce, hey, I'm about to drop an album in six hours and then it'll be number one on Apple Music and people will just agree that we have to call this a masterpiece because of who I am and not necessarily what I'm putting together. Because I'm like, those are vocals. I don't care what anybody says. Somebody should have told Drake, no. Like at some point, it's too many yes men around Drake because he because he is what Drake's like damn near 40 with oh braids with feet at the end of his hair at the end. Like, somebody has to tell Drake no and nobody has ever been able to tell Drake no and I'm not saying that like and because I feel like too if we go listen to some old episodes I was on like my critique was like he needs to do something different this was definitely different so I'll give him his check he tried something different was it different and though here's here's the thing it didn't work for it didn't work for the masses it did it, it's to me, it's going to put a stain in this discography that when we get to having that, that age-old debate every fucking week about Kendrick and Drake and we start going through discographies, you're going to have that shit on there. And then here go, and you know, you also got what? More life on there that people, oh, it's a playlist. It's a fucking album. What else is on there that's just kind of sus? Um, Scorpion. Although I do, because it's a lot of it's a lot of like passive aggressive shit on there. I kind of like that style of Drake mixed with the R and B. So I personally like Scorpion now. It kind of aged. It kind of grew on me. Um, but I can agree that that's that's in the in the lower tier of this discography. But it's like whether it's you you trying to get out of your contract or you trying to troll, you know, your clear enemy or your cl- clear music rival. On his birthday, it's like, bro, this is also your legacy. Like, do do rappers not care about their legacy no more? Like, do well, niggas this be, is like, the first niggas... album on his new uh, on his new label though? Like, he's not. He's this is, this this is, is his second. stuff. This is second, second one. Oh. Cob was on that level, which was that was surprising. Well, a terrible way to think. Yeah, well, I, I re-listened and... to it. I re-listened to it last night, and it's it's not as like house musicy as I remembered off of the first listen. There's like maybe. Two legitimate attempts at house music, uh, Massive, and I think uh, Calling My Name. Like, those two songs were his attempts at house music. Everything else was kind of... Like, those songs were like, okay, I'm going to try to do house music, but everything else was just pretty much Drake just doing the R&B type Drake. Uh, I don't think this album... I didn't... Like, when we talked about it last week, I didn't say if I liked it or not. I... I don't love it. Here come the dick yeah. rider, bro. God damn. The tanks be flying. Let's go ahead and listen. If, I if, get the steam right so we can steam it out. If I looked at the amount of, let me see how many songs I added to. I added a lot of songs from this album to, you know, multiple playlists I have because Drake is one of those artists where you can put him pretty much in any category that you want, whether it be, you know, dance hall, Afro beats, house music now. Like, oh my God. this is not what you can do with them. I think as a whole, the project isn't, it's not doing what it's intended to do. And I think that's where I separate what he did or what he right. intended to do 
from what Beyonce actually did. Because if you look, if you listen to Don't Break It Up, nigga. If you listen, you wrap this shit up so I can light your ass up, bro. Yeah, yeah. If you listen, period. If you listen to Don't Break My Soul, that song is one of those songs where if you put it on, it makes you want to get up and start dancing, right? Mm-hmm. If you put on some of these songs by Drake, these songs are more for like the background. Like you're gonna have to like mix these in with other songs, but it can't be. It's not gonna be the one to get you up onto the dance floor. And it's not like he didn't do for house music for me what he did with Afro beats and drill music. That that. that I, and I would like to argue that his drill attempt. It wasn't that good. <laughs> like, what was his drill? When did he make drill music? With the uh, on uh, Scary Hours too. Yeah, yeah, that one. With the uh, yeah, but the thing was the difference between when he was doing drill and it, it, it's oh, like, oh, wait a minute, Scary Hours too had uh Tootsie Slide on it as well. That's that's that era. Yeah, I like I like Tootsie Slide too. So, but as far <laughs> as as far as like the drill music, it's not like he did an entire album doing drill music. It's just that he did like one song, but he went and got two of the better drill artist to work with him on this album it was like all right i'm just gonna do this by myself because i'm drake like i can do this and it's like nah man call some house music how call katrinata call some other house producers and let them guide you through this have some features on here to kind of you know ease people into this but the fact that he did a whole project attempting to do house music by himself it just didn't work and if you look at what beyonce did with the, the samples and the writers that she had working with her, you can tell, like, all right, I'm going to get, I'm going to sample some older house music. I'm going to get people that know how to write this stuff for me. I'm not just going to just say, I'm not going to be so cocky like J. Cole and think that, oh, I can just do it all by myself. Now, I will, let me pause. I do, I, I remember reading somewhere, I'm trying to look it up really quick, but he did, he does have production from somebody like a staple in house. Production, so did, yes, production. Yeah, yes. like production wise, he definitely did. But I, I do agree, he needed, he needed some some help. Um, because honestly, it just, at in some points it just sounded like one long song. Yeah, he just in that one pocket. It Two was like to a, six definitely sounded like they were just a running song. Yeah. So and I'm trying for- to like Drake. That's the thing. Like now that I'm open to Drake, he just continues to disappoint me. At the time when he was dropping that heat, and I was being a hater, like I kind of, I, I kind of feel bad because I feel like I could have been in that moment had I knew. Yeah. So real quick, shout to shout to Chan, shout to Mr. Lisa and the family, shout to Source, shout out to I Hate Tribbles. I think I know who that is. Um, and shout out to <clears throat> JCT31 for jumping the chat. We appreciate it. Just for more context. I normally slander the site, but I was curious what they put out for his rating because they didn't have a rating last week for Pitchfork. Uh, they gave this album a 6.6. But yeah. again, I don't trust Pitchfork wow. because they gave Kendrick's album a 7.6. So I'm like, I don't know what you guys are listening to. Fuck Pitchfork. Fuck Connor and Cooper and Zachary and fucking Tristan. They write for Pitchfork that have Marcus lived in the suburbs their whole life. Too, because those are on par. Marcus must work right for Pitchfork because those are on par with what he was saying. Man said that the album Kendrick dropped was the worst one he had, but somehow what? this wasn't Drake's worst album. Yeah, he did. Say How was that. that possible, bro? That's not what I said. That is exactly. You did what say you that said. was his worst project. You said it was his worst. That's project, crazy. But somehow this new so, Drake album isn't that bad. 
You caked with this new Drake album. Kendrick's that album, new, wow, that, that that's Kendrick's a, album that's bold. Eight songs from this. That's I had it like two. Fair. Okay, if you listen, two, two for me as well. If you listen to, yeah, I, I, I'm actually gonna start. I'm gonna see if I can get on Pitchfork. Okay, it's a lot. Get you on. almost had the whole album. I did. I mean, I it was like 14 that. tracks. That's more than half of the album. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's what you see. Yeah, so going right. back to the Rick Ross statement, he actually does have a platinum album. Which one is 10 it? Years, Port of Miami was, was his I love first Port platinum. Miami. Very first album, just yes, what platinum album? Yeah, that it came out later. Of, it went platinum. It came out in two thousand and six, and it went platinum in twenty sixteen. Shit, that's crazy. You Nick, and you know he said that in um whatever that album was with Santorini Grease on it. And he, he he literally said like ten years, nobody favorite. It's like damn, yeah, like rather you than me. Great album, didn't Rick age Ross, like, good as I thought it did, but it's still a great album. I really, th- I mean, I really think he's in my top ten for sure. I just, I'm just kind of sad that I can't put him in my five, you know, because I feel like Rick Ross makes great, like, consistently good music. Let me say that. Like, I don't want to say consistently great, but so when he drop when he drops a project, you grab an eight, eight, nine songs for your playlist. With the exception of, I don't, I wasn't a big fan of Port of Miami too. I, I don't think you should have named it that. I, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I don't like when it, yeah. artists do the whole let's do the whole like trilogy or sequel thing. Like, nah, bro. If it's a, a arguably a classic album, just leave it alone, bro. Like, just naming something else set the expectations lower. Um, a little bit more context. Uh, if you Google Miss Morale Big Steppers, it says that ninety percent of the people Google users like this album. And then for honestly, never mind, 53% of users like this album. It was 37 last week, so it's improving, but like that's a big disparity from 97 to 57, especially knowing how how ardent supporters Drake fans are. Like they are they are about that Drake life, and they're even just kind of like, eh. And I think his first week numbers were like what 200, 250 or something like that. No, 210. Or oh, 220. Yeah. It was either it was 210 or 222, something. Hold on, so I'll tweet. Yeah, I think it was from uh what is that Twitter that I follow? Can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah, so, it was, was two fifteen. That's two, yeah, that, 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 it, it, like in Drake number, like in, in Drake caliber of artist numbers, that's kind of bad. Like that's low. Let me not that's, say bad, that's low. I think future did bigger than that, if I'm not mistaken. But that's what that's what happens when you're comparing what you do to your own standards. Like Drake is known for doing crazy numbers that first week because that's what he's consistently done. I think I think Scorpion was the moment where uh, his numbers started to kind of not 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 dwindle because if anybody, if if uh, Earth Gang would have did two fifteen first week, they're celebrating. They're running up and down the hallways. The label's looking at that like this is a success. But when you're Drake, when you've been doing, you know, 450 or 500 consistently, now it's like you do 215. Now it's like, hey, dog, what, like, what the fuck? That's like LeBron. LeBron go 26, 6, and 6. We're looking at, we're, we're looking at him like, oh, he need to be out the league. But if Jimmy Butler go 26, 6, and 6, we talking about he an MVP. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's the, we're holding – we are holding as far as uh, album sales goes. We are holding Drake to a different standard. But for me personally, when it comes to his music, I've admitted that I, I hold him to a different standard now. I have lowered 
my standard for what I expect from him. Like, I'm not expecting uh, what Denzel Curry did from Drake. I'm not expecting what Earth Game did. I'm not expecting what Kendrick did. I'm not expecting something super lyrical, something very emotionally deep, or even something artistically creative like what The Weeknd did. Like, I'm not expecting that from Drake. I'm expecting Drake to give me some fluff. That's what he is for me now. Like, he's 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 that artist that you need when um, – Times are kind of rough, and you just want something fun in the background to listen to. Like that's what he's doing. And even with that, like, and that's that's not a diss because that's I tweeted this a year ago. I wanted this from Beyonce. Like I want Beyonce to come back and give us something fun to listen to. Because yeah, like Lemonade, Lemonade is a great album, but is Lemonade fun to listen to? Like, do you have fun? Can you put that on? Like, yo, I man. Mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I love track with her and Jack White. That shit go hard, bro. Listen to that. It goes hard, but it's not fun. Shit, it's, a great, it's a great song. Like, I added hella songs from Lemonade. Like, Lemonade for me, between that and self-titled, those two are one and two for me. But, like, outside of, like, Formation and uh, what? What's the other fun song on here? They don't, she doesn't have it. So I was like, yo, we've been, we've been, we going through two years on a pandemic. You know, we can't go outside. We can't really party. And it's like Beyonce just went through this heavy ass, emotional ass, personal ass album coming up with Lemonade. Why not give us something fun? Give us an album of 16 songs where we're just turning up, having a great time, put it on shuffle and, and enjoy life. And that's what we're getting from Beyonce. And I, and I like that. And I like that. Cob was that for Drake? Where it's just like, yeah, you can just put some of these songs on and just chill out and just have have a good time. You need that from certain artists. Like you can't you can't listen to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers and expect people to have a good time. Like you need that. You need the hey, die hard, go hard. Hey, I, well, I, 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 that's all. The, the, the title was new with that concert. That shit sounded crazy live. Purple Hearts is crazy. I like Purple Hearts. Like, now, Purple Hearts. I, be- Silent Hill, you, Silent Hill. You brought up like uh, what's her? Kodak's problematic, up, but yeah. go ahead. No, I was saying Marcus brought up Beyonce, and so I just want to, I want to, I want to point this out, but I just want to hope this for Drake and other really established artists. Like, I'm so proud she is doing a rollout. Like, we got it. You know, what I'm saying like a single. She teasing album covers. Like, she played like. She's getting her fans excited. Like surprise drops happen so often that they don't have the punch that they think they really do. Like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have those headlines leading into midnight, which means more people are gonna play and your numbers look good. But it's like it's so I'm realizing it now because she's doing it. It's something about anticipating music, anticipating like an album like getting a single and wondering like oh my gosh is this what the whole thing's gonna sound like is this just one song is this a throwaway like it's it it feels good as a music listener to get that I get like that old feeling back and so I really hope when it's time for Drake to drop again and not dance hall Drake or dance Drake but really rapping Drake or his rap scene combo that he really I guess let let his fans like savor in the moment that it's coming. Like hearing your favorite artist is about to drop six hours before. Like yes, it's fun, but like is it really fun if it happens every single time? <laughs> like I don't know. I I just feel like I hope Beyonce. I hope what Beyonce's doing right now will encourage a lot of people to just feel like, hey, 
we can go back, we can really play with it, make it fun, be interactive again with the fans. And so. Beyonce is making, she is really her own wave, like her own frequency because everybody else has switched to dropping new stuff on Friday at midnight. She went old school and dropped it on a Tuesday. And I will say, historically, I don't really listen to Beyonce, but her last couple of major singles I actually do like. Um, I really did like Before I Let Go. I feel like uh, in our generation going forward and even KJ's generation, that's going to be the new school barbecue jam before no, I let you know. No, hell no. Don't yes, ever say it that. Was. I've been a <laughs> I might, I might <laughs> Listen, listen, as a, I've listen, never even, as a, I've never even listened to that version of the song. As a DJ. Bro, that song is fire. I'm not going to lie. Goes hard, I like bro. Listen. I was thinking about this at work yesterday, dog. That shit goes super hard. As a DJ, I can I can attest that I've been in parties playing the original and people like, yo, put that B on. We want to hear that. And you, you gotta yeah. switch it on. They want to do they want to they want to hear that B right now. I'm oh, I'm I not saying it was bad, I, but I, my bad. I, it's I B. It's shit. B. It's B. Um, I don't yeah. I don't know, like you know, like for an example, my grandma can she cannot stand it. She is she already disliked Beyonce. That just really put the cherry on fucking top for her, right? So the old people are definitely still with the original, but like that. That 40, 45 and under crowd, you put that Beyonce on, they really, they really having a good time. Jesus Christ. I'm kind of surprised that Beyonce didn't have a video ready for this song. Because even Drake, even with the, Drake had a video ready for his single, like an extensive video. Like I'm, I, I would have, I would have liked to see a video accompaniment with this song just because there's, there's people, I, I I haven't really looked at TikTok, but I'm sure there are people waiting on like, okay, so what's the dance to this song? Like, how do we, what is she doing? What's the vibe on this? You know, like when Formation came out, they had a dance routine already ready. And that was kind of like, you know, I'm not saying she's lacking or she's falling off, but it's like, you know, Beyonce of old would have had everything kind of ready. Right now, it's just, we just got a single and that's it. Normally, but it's, again, it's a it's a traditional, but it's a traditional rollout. And her publicist, she kind of teased something because it was Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday. Well, and that's what she put like on the Instagram story. The the single dropped on a Tuesday, so some Friday, some Friday coming soon. I'm assuming that she's going to drop a, a video for that, and then who knows what's going to happen on that next Tuesday. But it's like it's it's also a rollout. Like you're like like you just said, you're anticipating it. Like. You're going to be thinking about Beyonce because at this point, if you listen to the song, you like the song, you are playing this song. You, this, it may not be on a constant loop, but you're hearing that song at least once a day in your own setting. So you're just like, every and every time you hear it, it's like, damn, where's the video? Like, I'm tired of looking at the lyric video. Like, where's the real video? I want to see what Beyonce is going to look like. You're anticipating that. And that's what I feel like is missing in music because streaming has made it so like you just got to be first like it's not about making niggas wait and be like yo i re i really like i am the artist i'm delivering my art to you you don't dictate when i give my art to you like you the, the artist taking back that control and kind of deviating away from like the 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 expectation of of casual music listeners like once that like reversal comes back, I feel like the music gets better. Like we we will have more thoughtful, like and when I say thoughtful music, like thoughtful and some shit where it's like, yo, I'm about to put out a dance, 
uh, style album. I'm about to put out a R&B album. I'm about to do a conscious rap. I'm about to do a turn up rap album. Like people will be able to really identify what they want to do versus feeling like, hey, I have to stay relevant. I have to put things so it can get playlisted. So I'm going to put a 24 track album out with all these fucking different sounds because I just need to stay popping somehow. I mean, yeah, she did tease it in, in that Vogue interview she did. She did say, like, a dance album was what she kind of went with the vibe that she was going for. I just, there was a lot of, uh, what you call it, a lot of Arby's Angels saying that, okay, this Beyonce is going to get people to go back and appreciate, honestly, never mind. I don't know if that happened to anybody else, but I this Beyonce, this Beyonce song did make me kind of do like what Triples was saying, like, let me go back and re-listen to this Drake. And I did. And it's just like, all right, th there's levels to this stuff. There's levels to making great music and stepping out of your comfort zone and uh, making it great. And I don't think Drake did that. I don't think, and, but I'm not expecting greatness from Drake. I don't, I don't expect him to be great. I just expect him to be good to average. But like with, with Beyonce, with this song, like I, I have very high expectations for this album. Like at oh, this for sure. Point, at this point, I need, I need a. I, I like that she's doing like the dance, Vogue house stuff, but I do want her to incorporate some some disco elements in there, and I want Kelly Rowland to be on those songs. Or and, uh, and I need two ballads. I need at least out of sixteen tracks. I need at least like slip two two ballad style songs. If Bruno can do it, she can do it. I need I need I need Kelly Rowland and Victoria Monet on, mm, on this album. Mm, I or at least at least writing credits, but I need those two involved with this album. That but that I have super high expectations for this. So listen, my expectations are high. I I, I told you I bought a, a box. I woke up out of my sleep, 50 million text message group chat, Twitter's going crazy. Beyonce released the box, get the box set. What I'm like literally, I'm ain't even washing my face. Like order a box, got the box. I'm like, what the fuck did I just order? <laughs> like, so the girls are we ready? We're ready. So this it, let, it let me ask a question real quick. And I and um, I bought two boxes for those. Listen, I bought post one and four. So yeah, let me ask a non-topic related question really quick. So. Uh, someone in the chat, KJ, is being very obscene uh, with his comments. Is Doctor Thunder is that Food Lion or is that like a check soda? Like, what, what is Doctor Thunder? I think that yeah, I think that's a Walmart because it's because like, oh, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Okay, I just wanted to know for for research purposes. No, Doctor Thunder's. You know, listen, off brand sodas used to hit back in my prime. That's all we. That's all my mama was bringing home anyway. We wouldn't get the real shit. So, but I don't drink sodas anymore, so I, I don't know if they're still the same. They help as well. Well, can't, can't mess with a cold ass check at a cookout, though. No, hey, I'm not. I will never be, never not be too good for a strawberry check at, at, a, at a cooler. Let me tell you Facts. that. And, and make sure to play before I let go at the cookout <laughs> with my strawberry check and my fish up. sandwich, bro. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, like a, that's a good ass time. Keeping the same energy podcast cookout. With check sodas uh, and a fish fry. Sure no I'm, I'm, I'm going to set it up. I'm going to, you know, if you guys can make some travel arrangements. But speaking I'm a, of cookouts, I'm a DJ. Boom. There we go. Speaking of cookouts and slapping back in the day. um, Yeah. 
today or yesterday or this weekend was the 13th anniversary of the death of the GOAT, the undisputed king of pop, Michael Jackson. Um, definitely uh, pour out what's up for the homie. Wait, what did you, huh? Somebody over here whispering Prince is better. And I mean, I mean. You know what? You know what? You know what? We not. You know what? I didn't. I didn't. I. I meant that, but let's act like I did say it is his birthday today. No, because I was the anniversary of what he was gonna say. Oh, sorry, the anniversary of his death, and I. I'm not gonna be disrespectful today, but we can. We can have to. When I come back, let's do Prince versus Michael. We can really get that. So there was some controversy. Uh, At one point, the highest selling album of all time was the Eagles' greatest hits, and. It made me check out the Eagles, and I've been telling KJ this. He needs to go listen to the Eagles Hotel California's great album. But now, Michael Jackson is the undisputed champion of the highest-selling album of all time, which is Thriller. And it's crazy. We're talking about, like, numbers, like, first-week numbers or whatever. Michael Jackson has sold over 500,000 albums this year. (laughs) This man has been dead for 13 years and sold half a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's a level of, of greatness that will never be surpassed. I know people do the whole Chris Brown debate. I know Drake has even compared himself to Michael Jackson, but there's only one of those guys. And you know what? I'm going to be selfish. Uh, without the great city of Augusta, we don't get Michael Jackson or Usher or any of these guys because James Brown was the architect and the person that they looked up to. So shout out to James Brown, the GOAT, RIP. Um, but yeah, uh, just real quick, do you guys remember where you were when Michael Jackson when you got mm. news. I love I love to tell this story because I remember it verbatim. Um, so to start, like my mom, RIP, she's a huge, like huge Michael Jackson fan. So I'm with my grandma. She's won some like spa treatment or some shit with, with the Mary Kay program. So I'm sitting in the car waiting for her to come out and Kid Cuddy's um, Day and Night is playing. I'll never forget it. Like Day and Night is playing. And like right before the little slow-mo part, like they just it just cuts off and it's like we we have to report that like Michael Jackson has passed away, and I remember like googling trying to google it like my phone wasn't working to try to see if it was true. I was trying to call my mom, she wasn't answering. So by the time I get home, like me and my mom get home like ten minutes apart, like she just couldn't even speak. Like she was just like I don't even want to talk about it, and she like went in her room. So like I just remember it being such a somber ass day. Um, it, but like I just always remember, like every time I hear "Day and Night" by Kid Cudi, I just always think about Michael Jackson. So, yeah. Uh, I was overseas. I was in the military at that point. I was in Korea, South Korea, working an outpost. I know exactly who I was working with, and uh, it came on over the radio. I don't know if people remember, but there was a time when we couldn't just listen to whatever we wanted on iPods and iPhones. You had to listen to the radio and they would play uh, whatever songs were popular at that time. And at that time when I was over there, the Black Eyed Peas were extremely popular. So there was a lot of Black Eyed Peas getting played over there. And uh, they broke in and broke into commercial and they announced that Michael Jackson died. And I think like right after that, my mom somehow was able to get a, a hold of me and called me from America. And I was just like, she was like, hey, did you hear about Michael Jackson? I was like, yeah, I just heard on the radio, which is, I can't remember the last time, well, I heard about Luther Vandross dying on the radio, which is that's another thing. But like you really don't Oh, I remember that day. Yeah, you don't you don't really hear a lot of like news on the radio these days, but uh she called me and let me know about that. And then 
the radio station played uh, Who's Loving You by the Jackson 5 right after. So uh, RIP to Michael Jackson, the greatest uh, artist at selling records. Goated. Um, what was I? Uh, so I was having a health issue with my testes at the time. And um, as I was re- preparing to go under for surgery, they announced, like it was like a couple of days before they announced that he passed away. And I remember this because when I went to go get the surgery, they had me sign a waiver saying that this is the same thing that led to Michael Jackson's death. And I was like, what? And um, they were like, but he was taking a higher concentration. But um, I just remember because I was, there's like this liquid stuff you have to take to clear out your intestines. And I remember it was like right when I started it, like I, I was just watching TV and it came up. Michael Jackson passed away. And I was like, what? I was like, nah, y'all bullshit. And then I was just, I switched to CNN. Guess what they announced? Michael Jackson passed away. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Um, I was hanging out with the homie Jay Free, if you know, you know, gang gang in front of Red Charger. Um, but actually going back, he Marcus mentioned Luther Vandros. I actually had got off a, a shift at Zaxby's late at night and I cut on BET. And that's where I saw okay. about Luther Vandros, which is completely unrelated. But that's not, it is, that was not meant to be funny, but I am over here. Bro, that's a very niggerish way enough somebody died. It's, it's such a nigger way to like find some shit out. Like I left my chicken ass job smelling like grease and chicken to turn on this black ass channel to find out that the black ass artist has died. Bro, that's oh, man. You live and in they, a fucking the, episode, bro. <laughs> and they ran the uh, Never Too Much video like oh, immediately. Shit. I was like, damn. But um yeah, so let's let's go rapid fire. Let's go with triples first. Damn, I ain't get my take. <laughs> oh, my bad, dog. No, you know what? That's actually payback because the last time I was on here, Adolphus kept skipping me. So that's payback. All right, go go. Okay, so first of all, before I get into this, shout out to South Breeze uh, and his time at Zaxby's. That's when we really became great friends. I come to the drive through the nigga would always hook me up with a plethora of chicken. Probably try to kill me long term with chicken and fries, but uh, definitely shout out to you. I was actually at work, ADT, and I remember I was coming from lunch, and they announced it over the floor. And I just remember walking back onto the floor, just seeing women everywhere just crying. And I was like, man, what the hell's going on? Like, did the president die? Or like, what's, what's, what's going on? And, you know, I heard the news. I was just stunned. Like, I just could not believe it. So, definitely at work. Um, all right. So, we'll go to the rapid fire. Uh, Tribbles, give me, off the top of your head, give me your favorite Michael Jackson song. Five, four, three, two, one. Lady of my life. Ooh. All right. Marcus. Five, Rock. four, three. Huh? Rock with you. All right. Uh, Rock with you. It's my favorite song. And it's his best song. That's not true. Loski, go ahead. Five, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Smooth criminal. That beat Come on. Smooth. Ooh, as a kid, I love that. <laughs> He's a man. He just was oh. uh, Let's see. Uh, Wolfgang. Five. Uh, four, yeah, so mine three, is going to be two, Remember the Time. One. Y'all are just. My one B would be rock my no, it'd be probably butterflies because that's the way that's got a hold on me. Michael Ooh, Jackson, yeah, I forgot how cool that beat was. That second verse on uh butterflies, 
really go back and just take that in. Michael Jackson was doing shit. Okay, I don't I don't usually go up for Michael's vocals, but <laughs> nobody cool. does. What are you talking about? Usually, Let's see, uh, <laughs> Chan Lee said, "Heaven can wait." Uh, oh, I love Dirty Diana. Said, on the Dirty Diana. Uh, I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, JCT31 said, "Heaven can wait." Uh, um, for me, I'm gonna go off the top of my head uh, for Five, various reasons. Four. Leave me alone. I love that. Song. <laughs> I love that. Song. I love the video too. I like how um, everybody. Song. said, "You want to be starting something." I feel like I, I like how everybody picked their favorite Michael Jackson song from his non-best album. <laughs> like y'all picked songs <laughs> from his worst albums. To say that they were your best, like, are we? What are we doing? No, here? we didn't say best. I'm talking about like rapid fire. Like, if I really sat down and thought about it, I would probably yeah. pick something else. Like, I like remember the time because of the video, I like the production, I like the end where he's doing the. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like that. that's, fire. that's the name of the episode. I don't know if we can translate that, but I'm about to get Google on it. But um, you should ask yeah, what's, what's your favorite Michael Jackson album. That, so, that's so we did. Yeah, I would have cheated and said greatest hits. We, we, did <laughs> we did this. So it was the I think last year was the anniversary, some anniversary of, I think dangerous, and I went back and listened to it, and I was like, <laughs> "Hey man, hey, hey the, the albums don't age well. The things they age well. Geeks, bro. <laughs> he got he had some bangers. I think he had the Free Willy song in there." Um, he had a couple other, but everything that wasn't a banger was just like, eh. I'm just saying. Is it they don't care about us on uh, Dangerous? Let's see. I'm just, I'm just saying, listen to what The Weeknd did with Dirty Diana. That's all I'm saying. It, it ain't no way he, that song. Listen to it. Listen nah, to it. Can't do listen it. to it. Can't do the original is much better, bro. Did you listen sometimes, to it? sometimes covers hit. That wasn't one of them. Okay, okay. All right. That's, say what you will. The, the I'm one, of the artists, one of the two artists can actually sing. That's the crazy. Cocaine Carol God, uh, The Weeknd. Uh, let me see. Track listing for Dangerous is Jam, Why You Want to Trip on Me, In the Closet, She Drives Me Wild, Remember the Time, can, Can't Let Her Get Away, Heal the World, Black or White. Damn. Who is it? Damn. Given to me, will you be there? Hey, the bangers are banging though. And dangerous. There are a lot of skips on there. It's, it's, but now, I, feel now, like, I feel like 50% of the album is pretty good though. Pretty good. Now, do any of you guys, any of you guys play the Wii game? The Michael Jackson experience on Wii? Yeah, I did it. I haven't. Wow. Wow. We're gonna do that the cookout too. Um Damn, I had another Michael Jackson. Tape. Well, have y'all um, ever been on uh, the one that used they used to have an Epcot the ride though? Because that shit was fire. He had a ride at Epcot. Yes, it's, it's not there no more. Family. But there was a ride at Epcot. It was like Michael Jackson, Captain Stardust, or something like that experience. Oh shit! Damn, what was my it's Michael Jackson? Is that time travel popping? I right, go back to do that. Oh, it's actually, uh, so tri- so uh, not Rev. She brought it up. Um, did y'all did y'all read the Michael Jackson like Dirty Diana story? Like the, the the origin of that song is that not about him losing his vi- uh, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, no, no. Have you have you heard it though? Like, I no, I, I haven't. Oh man, like and, I feel like I heard on, something on, about it, but I don't know. Let, if it's let true. me read it. Let me read it because I saw it on Twitter. It was it's a wild ass story, a wild ass story, and it seems to be true. Um, all right, so songfacts.com. I hope this is allegedly true. So. All right. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it at? Where is it at? Ah. 
Where's it at? Let's talk while I find this. I feel like the memories of Michael Jackson, like the nostalgia, as far as like, you know, Thriller and watching Moonwalker and seeing him on the TV show when he first did the Moonwalk. I feel like those memories cloud our judgment of what he actually did as an artist and who he actually was. Bro, you talking about the most most popular nigga on earth, man? That nigga was more popular (laughs) than Jesus, bro. Don't talk about Michael Jackson like that. No, what's the super popular? Drake. More popular than Michael Jackson? I didn't say he was more popular than Michael Jackson. okay, yeah. We're talking about popularity. See, that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about the nigga who's more popular. Like, when it comes, like, I know we're not doing the Prince versus Michael Jackson thing, obviously, but when we talk, when I do this on Twitter, when I'm just like, why are y'all trying to embarrass Michael Jackson by putting him in the same conversation as, you know, Prince? It's always, well, Prince didn't sell as many records as Michael. We're not Prince, talking but about see, it. the problem with that the is only thing, because Prince was an actual better artist than Michael Jackson. You know, the first thing everybody brings up when I talk about Michael Jackson, they think I'm slandering him. They're like, well, Michael Jackson went diamond. Oh, he used to sell out arenas. It's like, I'm not talking about the 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 outside stuff. I'm just talking about listening to the music. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying his music is trash, but all I know is whenever it comes to defending Michael Jackson, it's, oh, well, he, he, he went diamond. It's all about the records that he sold, not about the music that he made. All right. <clears throat> so off your, your wild takes. So uh, allegedly, the song Dirty Diana is about Diana Ross, right? So allegedly, Michael Jackson had like been in love with Diana Ross like forever, right? So uh, what this thing is saying is that the song was to Michael Jackson. She was his, quote, mother, his lover, and his friend. Uh, she was the love that always escaped him. He met her in 1969 when Jackson 5 signed with Motown. Um, <clears throat> Motown founder Barry Gordy, with whom Diana had an affair with, had a daughter at a wedlock, was also mesmerized with Michael Jackson, blah, 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 blah. Diana Ross credited with discovering Jackson 5. She didn't, yada, 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 yada. Uh, Michael Jackson used to call Diana Mama and his girlfriend. Um, even Catherine Jackson, Michael Jackson's mother, wrote this in a book. Um, Michael Jackson's mom also said when Diana Ross is named to play Dorothy, Michael had further incentive to land the role in the movie uh, The Wiz. He'd been in love with her ever since he and his brothers had been a guest or a guest on her show. Um, let's see. Michael Jackson said, you're not pretty until you start looking like uh, Diana. He told Latoya and Janet. Let's see. That's allegedly, wild. allegedly he bought her a wedding ring. Um, let's see. He thought she was the perfect woman. Um, allegedly they were engaged, but they broke it off a couple times. Ain't no fucking white Michael Jackson bag, Diana Ross. Ain't no nigga, it's Michael Jackson. Shut up. That nigga wasn't getting no cheeks back then. Bullshit, <laughs> nigga. It was Michael Jackson. Did he but, have Cindy Lauper or something like that in the room? That nigga was pulling that money. He was, he was fucking day. Elvis' uh, daughter. Like, Michael Jackson could get bitches. Yeah. Well, they uh, said Elvis' daughter was a business decision so he can get the back end to get the Beatles catalog. So mm, they, they were like, it, that was a chess move. Nasty work. That's even real, better. Fucking with a plan. Real things, bro. Fucking he did fuck big work with that Beatles catalog. Just, just like with what he did to Eminem, when I read about that, I was like, Damn, that's real cold. So uh, allegedly, when I guess she uh, did not take to his advances, uh, he wrote the song "Dirty Diana." So mm. let's see. All right, so there's a there's a news article they reference superstar singer Michael Jackson's thing about retiring uh, at the peak of his career, and his and has turned to his best friend Diana Ross for advice. 
blah, 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 blah. 25-year-old Michael Jackson. Uh, one insider says Michael was so mostly upset by his conflict between his very public career and very private life that he was actually in tears during one of his talks to Diana. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, they that's that's the story behind that. It's very strange, but I thought it was interesting that she brought that up. But, yeah. But Diana Ross must have had that snap, bro, because ain't no way I wouldn't be doing all that. I mean, then again, it's Diana Ross. Maybe he was like... He was a, a young, infatuated boy. I, I could see that happening. And then you okay, send a superstar. Like Tracy Ellis Ross would be my question because if that was the case, I can't blame him. Oh. Diana Ross was skinny back in the day, though, wasn't she? She was uh, still fine, though. Yeah. Um, we'll briefly we'll briefly touch on the twenty sixth anniversary, twenty six year anniversary of Reasonable Doubt. Um, all right, let me mute my mic while I go vomit. Y'all have fun, okay? So, yeah, because we that's that power to be like three hours, then. yeah. We'll so, I guess just quick hot takes. Um, <laughs> is that some people would argue that's his best album, but I, I don't I don't know if I can I can do that, right? His best, there's no way people are saying that, nigga. Nope. They had to retroactively no, make that not- album good. How is that his best, okay? All right, let me chill out. Wow. Um, so I think so. I feel like with Jay-Z's discography, kind of like Kanye's, like it's hard to put just a lot of good albums in order, right? Like of where like where where it falls. I definitely think like Reasonable Doubt is top tier part of Jay-Z, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. Reasonable doubt is number three. It's American Gangster Blueprint, Reasonable Doubt. It's, it, I don't think it's that hard. Some niggas gonna put Black Album up there though. That's the thing. Like, yeah. like, like Jay Z, like the Jay Z big threes that I hear, it, so diverse. Like, but it's typically Blueprint, Black Album, Reasonable Doubt. Um, I'm trying to think. You know, some niggas fuck with the volume. Volume two got some heat. I forgot. Aren't you the volume two saying? I, I'm more of a. He is the blueprint, blueprint two stand. That's oh, blueprint two, blue blueprint two stand. I'm like, you're one of them two stands. I'm like, I'm... yeah, volume two got some some bangers, and you could argue that that could be better. You got hard knock life, jigga who, jigga what, money cash hoes. A week ago, I think that's Canada. the first. That's the first Jay Z album I saw my mom buy. Money like, and my mom, She she ain't fuck with hoes like that. But that money was the first time I see song though, bro. Yeah, well, shout out to Jay Z for for his longevity. Like, damn, his first album came out twenty six years ago, and he's still like semi active in the rap game. So that's niggas that's, still want to hold voting verse. I'll be honest with y'all. I feel like a lot of people have a revisionist history of that album. I was alive. I was around during that time. I don't remember nobody bumping that album. Thank you. No, no, Thank well, you. I mean that, that's true. Like yeah, that, I, that's I, true. He I he even like says that back to it, but volume niggas went back two, after after yeah, Big Dad was the one that put him on the map, like for real. For, for sure, for sure. Like, but nigga, he said it himself. Like niggas went back after after Big Dad. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a fact. I don't think that's a hot take. That's a like legit fact. Like he, he said they, that the was slept on. He said it. He yeah. Said it. It's a what's the what's the line? Um, because what you call him stole it? Like Trey Song stole it for one of his uh albums. 
There goes Trey Song stealing stuff that ain't his again. <laughs> um, he had a bar by Reasonable Doubt on the end of Blueprint on the song Lyrical Ex- Exercise. Uh, he said it should have been triple, something to that effect. Um, no, I'm sorry. Mama loves me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can look it up when I'm being lazy. But oh, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'd have oh, classic. Should have went triple. Mama loves yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, shout to shout to Hope. But what I really want to get into as we wrap is the utter anarchy and confusion that went on with the verses. So first of all, verses <laughs> jumped the shark a long time ago. Like it's they should have ended it. Um, it's a perfect example of like capitalism ruining ruining things, ruining the purity of things. Because verses used to be kind of lit when it was just like like unregulated, kind of like bum fights. Like if you just run up on a bum fight and like they're getting it in, it's not like the same if you like have to coerce them and give them drugs to fight. Like they really have like street bum beef. But yeah, like now it's so commercialized. It's like an actual show. They'd be doing rehearsals. It's not really organic. So the way that I learned about this versus because I don't keep up with it anymore because I don't care is I heard it on the Joe Budden podcast. And Joe had the take that Omarion was going to wash Mario. No questions asked. Fast forward today's episode of the Joe Budden podcast was called titled Humble Pie because Omarion got packed up. <laughs> that backwoods is still smoking. It's, it's nasty work out there. But the things that threw me off on Twitter was like, apparently there's like undercards and stuff like that. Like, all I saw was like clips of Ray J and like Bobby Valentino and like, who else was on there? Jeremiah, who I'll give a pass. He almost almost died, so I'll give him a pass. But I was like, why does Ray J have a baby? Like, what's going on, dog? Like, so I I actually got, I watched the undercard and a little bit of the the second half of the actual scheduled verses. So it was team style set up. So you had Pleasure P and Sammy versus Ray J and Bobby Valentino. Um everyone sound horrible. Um well let me let me not say that everyone sound arranged from bad to horrible. Um but I also feel like the audio itself was off. Um, how does Ray J get a baby? So, first off, niggas is drunk off Casamigos, Hennessy is being poured. Um, who so Ray J, no, Sammy and Pleasure P are basically bullying Ray J every time it's you know that their team's turn to go. They're like, When you gonna do one wish? When you gonna do one wish? And so, finally, it's time for Ray J to do one wish, according to Shade Room comments, like. Him and Brandy had been training for him to do this uh, this song. He was supposed to not talk and sip tea before this performance. But he goes up. He does one wish. We all see the video of what happened. He sounds fucking crazy. Um, as, he is sing- as he is finishing up the songs, um, and it, apparently it's a song in the song, a part of the song where he says something about the kids. And he goes over to reach for his two children, which he has with Princess Love. Um, the daughter did not want to come. However, the son reluctantly came over. And again, we saw what happened um, with the baby on the stage. And then Bobby Valentino, Sammy, and Pleasure P proceeded to form uh, a trio to continue to sing One Wish uh, and harmonize. Um, 
it was a lot of tension as well. Like, I don't know. Like I said, they was drinking. So I don't know if it was just because black people alcohol and it's niggas. So it's just aggressiveness. But it, Ray J wanted the fight a lot. Um, so then after that, I kind of checked out. Like once I realized I missed Wait a Minute, which is like the best Norwood song ever. Um once I realized I missed Wait a Minute, I turned it off. So I cannot tell you how the verse, the actual main event started, um, but I did watch the, the ending part. So. Oh, let me let me tell you how the main event started. Did you hear about what happened at the beginning? So yeah, I didn't, yeah, I missed, I missed all of that. All right, so this is, and I saw this clip too, and I was like, fam, what is going on? So at the beginning, everybody's giving each other props. Like Mario's like, yo, you know, you one of the, you know, one of the guys to make it out of the, the groups and, you know, blossom as a solo artist and you you change the game. And Omarion's being dismissive, like, yo, like, I want to hear this. Let's get this shit started. I'm about to pack you up. So then Mario's like, oh, okay. All right, bet. So I have a couple of guests and he brought out a, uh, a, a bootleg B2K a bunch of dudes and like white beaters and jeans and had them pop locking in front of Omarion and shooting in the bird. I was like, bro, what is going on? Yeah, it was it was bad. He he brought all the smoke. And after that, I guess it went downhill for Omarion. Yeah, Mario Mario when I when I got back to the program, Mario was fucking that nigga up. Like Omarion he sounds so bad. And it and like I feel like as far as the song choice, like again, I when I went and looked at the the official like list for list song, like he was playing bullshit anyway in the first half of it. But he did pull out some songs that I was surprised. Like the song with Jeremiah, one of my favorite songs. Like uh that's from the album Sex Playlist he put out in like 2016 or something like that. But really good song when you hear it on the fucking streaming site i don't know well i don't want to say i don't know what the fuck but we all knew that jeremiah could not sing right like COVID or no COVID, yeah. it had got out that he couldn't sing when birthday sex had came out so i don't really know i think jeremiah may have signed up because he thought his vocals would be playing and he could lip sing uh because i don't know what the fuck that was oh yeah and then the watermelon thing i for some reason, That's Omarion okay. ate a watermelon on stage. I don't know. If you didn't hear this, I'm gonna play this Ray J shit. Just, just bear bear with us. <clears throat> this is not how. First of all, before I start this, and I, I've said this before, I think I think One Wish is a terrible song. I think it's an extremely unserious song. I never liked it. I laughed <laughs> so hard when I first heard it. But here's how it sounded in 2022. <laughs> Wish to have a fancy car. Wish to have a million bucks. Go. Well, I wish you no being in love. Talk to me, pretty baby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta get off. Listen, Willie Norwood Jr. tried. He tried. He the baby's ball. sound like you. Between that that little clip and the abortion law, it's gonna be a lot of niggas singing that to my baby. Y'all niggas better learn. Start saying that randomly. You just gotta just let it go. Don't don't do 
do that? Why would you do that? Could you not? Baby's born. <sighs> no, that's the name of the episode right there. Oh my god! So, all right, let me make a note. To my baby. <laughs> 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 But also, too, like, I know I'm the only semi-loyal listener of the Joe Bun podcast, uh, but if you if you want to laugh, Joe does call Ray J, and it's it's pure gold. Look for the clip on YouTube. Ray J's like, man, I fucked up. <laughs> he's, not so, he's not so disgusted with himself on the phone. Like, Bro. He's like, yeah, man, I knew I was wild. I started drinking Casamigos. I told you that Casa niggas will get you down. Oh my god! This dude. Oh my god! But yeah, that. I mean, can we we give a shout out to uh, Swiss Beats and Timbaland for somehow being able to make verses somewhat still relevant and profitable? Like, I did not want this. Like when we were about tickets to that bullshit, I would have been pissed the fuck off. I remember when we were like, you know in the pandemic like when it was like we were really like on lockdown and listening doing the verses like you know people were doing it from the from the house on the phone like when Lil John and like T-Pain did it and Ludacris and Nelly did it like it felt more organic it felt more fun it felt like oh this is something that's happening but like it's not super uh it's not like a big deal it's just something that just kind of happens you just have to like know like if you know you know it's gonna happen and I remember, I think we had an episode about it. Where we were talking about it, and it was just like, "Yeah, I don't like when uh, when we're out out of lockdown. Does anybody want to do this anymore or see this continue?" And I'm pretty sure everybody here said no. Like, this is not something we wanted to have continue. This was something to kind of, uh, I guess, it, it was like a lo- it was like something you did during the lockdown. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody had that that hobby that they picked up during the lockdown, but once lockdown ended, they kind of just stopped doing it. And that's kind of what Versus should have been. Like, it's something you picked up to do when you were bored at home. And then once you're able to go back outside, yeah, I'm not, there's no reason for me to do this anymore. Like, they, there, there's no reason for Versus to still be a thing, especially when you have artists like that showing up unprepared, uh, not being able to sing, not being able to perform in front of fans. Like, come on, dog. Like, I risk COVID for that. <laughs> To my baby boys, to my baby boys. Like they spent their hard black earned dollars on that. That's, man. that's crazy. Black like, music month, you gonna do me like this? No, I want my money back. Exactly. And then call and then call that a night of R and B, right? A night of R and B. Night of some bullshit. A night of debauchery. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I think I think that we uh, I think we hit all the I think we hit all the big. Big rock items. Uh, is there anything else that we missed? I did see some stuff about. I didn't really want to get into it, but I did see some stuff about Safari on the Twitter. And oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What I will say is that 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 is nasty work on. Well, one of the things I saw is nasty work on her part for kind of. I feel like that should possibly be a crime, right? That's uh kind of like kind of like in the realm of like revenge porn. Yeah. Or whatever. I agree. I actually agree with that. Like that's what two consenting adults again. Netflix watch the principles of pleasure. If two consenting adults enjoy something, it does not. You know, it's what they want to do. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. What um, happened? Th- there's a lot going on. <laughs> All I know is that Safari's being called homosexual now. So 
Um, yeah, oh, he got or something. Make him? I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. Oof, he can't I go did. back home. But yeah. Oh man, Chichiman. So um, yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's. Oh, kind of, Kevin, wait, Kevin Durant to the Blazers. I would like to see that. Him and Dame time would go crazy. Yeah, I seen Dame. I, I'll follow Katie. Man. I'll follow Katie wherever he goes. They go. They go crazy all the way up to the six seed. Yeah, because that's that's a the West is still a tough tough sledding, man. Tough, I don't know tough what the Blazers. Are. I don't know what the Blazers. Why are they bringing people on? They let CJ McCollum go, and then they bring on uh, Jerry and Grant. And it's like, why are you getting rid of first round picks to bring in more people? You should be on the phone with every team in the NBA saying, "Hey, what can we get for Damian Lillard? We get we already gave up CJ McCollum. What 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 you think you're gonna, you're not getting anything else over there? If Jerry and Grant is his second best player, we're, you might not even make the playoffs. What are they doing? Try, start over. Start over, Portland. Call somebody. Tell Dame it's time to run to the grind instead of running away from it. Tell them to run to it. And call up every team in the NBA like, hey, what can we get? Whoever has the best offer and Dame wants to go there, if you want to do right by him, send them there. There's no reason for Portland to be doing this. and Everybody should be fired. Well. Um, I'm sorry, really quick. I just want because we were just talking about the verses and the Marion thing. So I just want to, um, for those that are caught up on the, the drama, Jay Book has responded to Amarion in a lengthy Instagram post that I'm uh, reading currently. But B2K is um, the the whole group. All four members are uh, beefing in 2022. So, you know, just, well, just living, type- in a, living in a time machine, you know. I just typed in Safari on Twitter just to, kind of, just to kind of get an idea of what's going on. The first uh, result is Safari gay. So... I don't know. I don't even know if I want to go down. This yeah, way. I mean, do we want to go down? Or, I did read that. But. Well, I don't know what happened. I'm trying to figure out what happened. Wait, so well, she, 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 she put out a screenshot of a set of text messages between her and Safari. Allegedly. Where, so, ale- excuse me, allegedly. This is all alleged. Where Safari asked her to use a strap on him. Oh, so he was on his DJ entry time. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what? You know DJ? You know DJ Envy was doing the same thing. No, I didn't know. Allegedly, allegedly, I didn't know niggas was calling him DJ Entry. I didn't you know that. Was that was Come on, man. I I heard heard Sorry. Now <laughs> this DJ. Oh my god. I may have to change my DJ name. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, yeah, all right. So I'm reading some of these. I'm reading the text messages. Like, hey, man, like, he's what is he's what is woman? Like, I yeah, he thought it was a safe space. Apparently, it's not. Did, did well, she actually is, do it? Or? This is the part that I didn't know. Allegedly, yeah, that part I can't vouch for that if that's true. Oh yeah, then uh, which which DJ was it? That she did allege that he was. Uh, I think it's DJ Self was messing with like a 15 year old. I saw that part. I didn't see the part about the strap on. Yeah, and it's and all of this started because Safari got caught caught cheating yet again with some video girl or some Instagram girl. And the Instagram girl, she she must got a lot of pride because she going back and forth with Erica Mena. So um, 
you know, I just found that out during my weekly shade room visit. So go to shade room for more information. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, shit, we didn't even, I completely skipped over a big topic, but I guess we'll get to that another time when Tribbles can come back. Because I, did I not put that on the list? Wait, we, I mean, in my trip, no. I, what I, you don't I want, get, you don't want the pod to be long? I got shit for time. I got to get something. I got to get something to eat. I ain't going to lie. Nah, Shout okay. out to the people that, that notice when I disappear. You know, I, I be doing shit. So no disrespect. Yeah, this nigga didn't know I had a child. For like six months since I've been on, you here. were hiding a child. I was not hiding yes, my child. Man, I would just say, I would just yeah, say he... shout out to my daughter in the shout out portion, and he didn't know that because he would be gone by then. Oh, I didn't yeah, even know you had a kid. Shout out his daughter, like all the time. What What was the topic that we're missing? I'm kind of curious. Uh, so and we'll probably need more. Probably do a full episode on our uh, top. Oh, the albums slash producers. So, um, we'll probably. I mean, it was it's, it's a lot of mid out, so we can wait. Oh, yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah, this year hasn't been great. Like my yearly playlist is not very, uh, very plump. Or I was gonna say Pharrell and Pusha T. I feel like that's an easy one. Who? Pharrell and Pusha T. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, I don't know how, how you beat that? <clears throat> uh, Hit Boy. Everybody, that hit boy and Dreezy is crazy. I like the new hit boy in game. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, that violence, that violence strike is fire. I listened to that earlier. Like, hit boy boy is is up, like, he locked in. Like, right, I feel like he is the one as far as like at this current moment who is in that number one slot. Like, yeah, was it top 10 producers or like the top producer rapper combo? No, no, we just talking about. I was just talking about producers. Just oh, a pro- okay. just produce. Like I feel like like just currently, not not saying all time. I'm saying like for no, this no, 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 run he's on. It's like producer and rapper combination of this year. That's what I thought. If it's just oh no, it was yeah. It's probably it, you can make an argument for a lot of other people. Then yeah. I thought it was yeah. like in agreement with another with a rapper too. Well, <clears throat> since we're all confused, and yes, Rev, I do treat the podcast like a deadbeat dad because. I have responsibilities. <clears throat> I'm a strong uh, Christian married black man, you know. I gotta, you know, hold it down. But damn. Anywho, appreciate y'all checking in. Shout out to everybody in the chat. All the homies, we appreciate the chat was going up. Definitely uh tell a friend to tell hey, a friend. Hold on, it's, hold on. Who is the watch YouTuber? Cause that nigga do a lot of shit that I only do on Twitter, right? Who is that? Wait, oh, that's who? KJ. <clears throat> Oh, oh, okay, cool, cool. Never mind. Yeah, this man, this man, people <laughs> out here. Watching. This nigga scared. Like, who's? <laughs> I ain't never seen that nigga in the chat before, so I was like, I might have to put a hit out on that. Let me find out. But yeah, appreciate y'all jumping in the chat. Definitely invite your friends to the chat. You see, it's a good time. It definitely enhances the podcast experience. We definitely appreciate you guys in here. Uh, if this is your first time listening, definitely check us out on Spotify. You can follow us there. Drop a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you guys got any quick shout outs? So shout out to you for recommending that West Side Boogie album. Yes. Oh, shout out to West Side What's Boogie. Black Superheroes? Yes. Album is fire, like straight up. Yeah, that boy good. 
That boy good. And Rev says, shout out to all the men with thigh and half tattoos. Oh, I second Shout that out to all the white men. And shout out to Jalen Brown. Call me when you're in Atlanta. So obviously she likes losers. So, you know. <laughs> about Rev is she definitely likes white men. So give that to her. That's, oh, that's wow. crazy. Do our shout outs and then we'll end with song of the week because I continuously forget that every week. Jesus Christ. Well, I was um, just I was saying, I'll do a quick shout out. Just shout out to everybody uh, that listened, that interacted, that like what I said. And yeah, follow me on the Twitters. Um, oh, we follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I need more Instagram followers so I can get booked as a yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, off Twitter. Follow Absolutely. both of those. Uh, same, same, um, on both accounts, uh, at T R I B B L E Z. Yeah, but I was gonna just give a, a shout out to uh, Will Smith. I'm watching uh, I Robot. Fun fact about this movie Tom Brady's baby mama's in this movie. His hmm. witch, look it up. <laughs> But shout out to Tribbles, man. Like I, I follow Tribbles on Instagram. It's it's inspiring to see Tribbles out here doing the DJ thing, like all over the place. Like I like seeing that kind of stuff. So shout out I to I appreciate me. it. I I appreciate it. LA was a time. I and honestly, we about to get to the content. I'm I'm gonna actually talk to y'all about Twitch. So I'm about to hop on Twitch so I can start getting booked all over the, the United States and we can always make great it a thing. to have you. Um I would like to shout out uh my woman, it's her birthday Thursday, so shout out to you. Shout out to my baby sister. Her birthday is next Saturday, Sweet 16. We're going to go to a K-pop concert. Damn. She's 16. Damn. That's crazy. I remember when she was in a damn baby carriage and shit. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so going to a K-pop concert in Atlanta. So all of our Atlanta viewers, I'll be in your city getting pissy drunk and probably see you at the Vortex. Period. All right. So... Damn. Let me find. Let me find. Hold song. on. Uh, I can't even remember. I have so Shout out to my uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for not going like the holes last night. We might end up losing tomorrow night though, but at least they didn't get swept, and at least they didn't lose at home. So I give it that. And also shout out my daughter because apparently nobody knows I have a daughter. Yeah, I didn't. I I was one of the one, the ones that didn't know. So shout out to your daughter. Yeah, she just graduated eighth grade. It's lit. Come on. <laughs> Now school about to really be fun. Period. And that she need um, to get fun with a job. That's what she needs. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll start off. My song of the week is from uh, Erica Banks. It's called Designer. Oh, I just listened to her project. It was not given that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Damn, I thought uh, you were about to get some flowers, right? Yeah. The, the album's called Diary of the Flow Queen. It's I was I, I grabbed four songs, so I mean it wasn't bad, but it's just like if you heard yeah, one of your song, you heard them all. I grabbed I grabbed two on here, but I listened to it on Spotify, so I, I think I added maybe two more, but I was impressed. Her was intro impressed. was dope though. Like her intro, I, I did like the intro for sure. Uh, I just have a question. Does the song have to be new for the song of the week? Or no. Just... I could be what no, you listen whatever. to. Oh, if it's what I listen to on the constant, let me go to my repeat playlist. I got you. Well, while you do that, uh, I'm going to go with Can't Get Over You, uh, West Side Boogie Future, and Smino Tizo Touchdown off of the More Black Superheroes album recommended by South Breeze. Um, if y'all haven't heard of them before, 
give them a quick listen, man. It's always good to get an opportunity to listen to new music and explore. Rev says song of the week is Morning X. I mean, morning. What the fuck? I don't know. It's it's more. It's morning by Tiana Taylor and Kaylani, and she does not like white men. She does not like white men. Crazy how Rev just said in the chat that Chet Hakes could get the draw, so that's insane. Uh, my song of the week is going to be uh, another another heartbreak by uh, Gavion. Gavion, I don't know how how he says his name. It's different, but anyway, he's Gavion is super weird. Like he he is either a good singer or a bad singer, and I feel like if you if you, if you say Gavion is a good singer, you're probably right, and if you say he's a bad singer, you're probably right. Also, like. He's either a great singer with a bad voice or a bad singer with a with a or he's he's a good singer with a bad voice or a singer with a bad voice that can't sing. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is, but this song is like this is an incredible song. Uh there's a lot of emotion behind it, there's a lot of strings to it, and it's I think it's gonna be one of the uh the uh the best songs to uh come out this year. And for some reason, uh Rev is talking about Channing Tatum can take her to Pound Town, so I don't know. What's All right, who's got the next one? Okay, so so <laughs> stop tweet, stop talking about white men in the chat like that. Oh, okay, so uh, KJ said, "What the fuck by Duke Deuce is his song of the week?" And that's a first off, that's a great. That was a really good time. That was a good album um, that came Hang out it up, Duke Deuce. this Hang past it Friday. Hey, no, nah, see. I was trying not to do this, Marcus, but you really hating him a dog, dude, Deuce, bro. You can't you know, do it. It's not doing it. You're a hater. You're a hater. But um, so my, my song of the week is actually an old song from 2019 that I just discovered about like three, four weeks ago by uh, Bino Rideau. Um, for those who do not know, I'm an avid Blast lover and uh, Blast and Bino are a group as well. So um, this song is called Miss It. It's definitely West Coast vibes. Got a, got a lot of bounce to it. A little melodic singing on the hook. It's not really barred up, but it's 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 for me. It's something for the car, you know. So but someone someone in the chat. Uh, I can't. How's his name? Source. At Source. Source at, uh, he actually he's, uh, he's on the um the intro music. Oh okay okay cool 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 yeah he said Father Time by Kendrick. And oh, for sure. Rick just said Jack Harlow is better than Vince Staples. <laughs> All right, we the podcast. Appreciate the support. Hold up, yeah. bro. See, Marcus being so slanderous, I can't even do my song of the week, bro. It's crazy. She said it. All right. She, she does not like white. Men. All right. Anyways, uh, I technically got two. So get like me by David Banner and Chris Brown because that shit still yeah. goes hard. And, like um, head. Yeah. <laughs> and um. <laughs> Fuck, what's the name of the song? It's the one with Duke Deuce and Glorilla. Uh, oh, just say that. Crazy. Like, that, that shit goes crazy hard. Exactly. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what music list Marcus listens to, but Duke Deuce put out some good ass music. We're gonna say, Marcus, we're gonna, Marcus listens to a whole bunch of Lizzo. We are going to save Damn. this for, we're going to save this for next week or, or another time. But I'm coming, I, back, I'm coming back next week. Fuck that. I'm, I'm, going, to, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand on. That Duke Deuce did not bring crunk music back, and it is impossible to what? bring 
it is impossible well, for anyone to bring that subgenre of rap music back. We will discuss that's, it. That shit never, it never left Memphis. It never left Memphis. We will that for next week. Are we next week? Yeah. We put that put out. Rev just said it'll be on the list. No, we no. I gotta come back because it's, it's that first off, crunk music never left Memphis. Memphis started oh. crunk. It never left Memphis. It's it's never been gone. Like they they always have been making a sound of music. So, but he has brought it back mainstream for sure. Because ain't nobody. When, I mean, I'm not gonna say anybody went checking for like Memphis artists, but like the Memphis the, the artists that came out of Memphis, like they made that co- cocaine music. That's what they was making. But niggas was always making crunk music in Memphis. That's why they got the juke the juke and shit. Like, I'm about to listen to this Duke Deuce character. Um, QC's on one of QC's, uh, because the Migos is done, so one of QC's, uh, was pretty good. I, I had it on my playlist, but uh, what's it called? Not 22 year old white man, that's crazy. Hotel yeah, Marcus, you straight. are 22 white year old white man, bro. Use the tapes. He probably, you like, you like little Dirk Marcus. I'm about tired of him bullying us with that. Oh, damn it. Stop. Yo, he released the same album. album three times. I heard it already. <laughs> and that's has 40, that 40 tracks on it. I'm like, no. Nah, I I'm cannot stand that. Actually, little hold on, Marcus. How many Natasha Bedingfield songs you know? Natasha Bedingfield? Yeah, how many? How Look many how he said it. Oh, he know a few. Come on. I'm about to type that name in. That name, you name sounds, fucking liar. You know who Natasha Bedingfield is. <laughs> All right. And we are out for the sixth time. Peace. Very niggerish podcast. Can't.